Everyone knew the story of the beast. Ten years ago, it had taken up residence in the caves above the village of Aristo, and then stood at the top of the cliffs and made a horrible ruckus, roaring and yelling and stomping its feet until the villagers had fallen to their knees and begged for their lives. The beast had demanded that in every subsequent year, two maidens and two youths be given as tribute, lest terrible vengeance be brought down upon the village. It's not that I don't want to do it, Athena said, in what she thought was a very calm tone of voice, all things considered. I'm sure it feels very noble to be sacrificed for the good of the people. I just want to know if there's anyone else who can take my place. You know, hypothetically speaking. The three bearded councilmen passed around a nervous glance. There is no one else, said the oldest and most bearded of them his voice as high and reedy as a whistle. You have been chosen by the gods themselves. It is your destiny. All that sounded rather thin to Athena. She was not the only choice, just the most convenient one. As the niece of Aristo's witch, she lived apart from the rest of the village. She was not particularly beautiful, nor did she have a heart of gold, nor a smile that could make flowers bloom. A disappointment all around. It's not fair, she insisted. I haven't done anything yet. I'm not ready to be eaten. To be chosen is a very great honor, the youngest and least bearded of the councilmen insisted. This is pointless, Athena thought and stomped away. The night before Athena and the other sacrifices were to be marched up the mountains to the beast, she went out looking for someone to help take her out of the running for maidenhood. Unfortunately, all of the village boys had been warned about this eventuality and told that dire consequences would befall those who attempted to help Athena wiggle her way out of her destiny. She tried her best to threaten one of the younger ones. It wouldn't even take too long, she said, hands on her hips. You'd be home for supper. The boy, grimy and sandy-haired with a crooked nose, stared at her with frozen horror before bursting into tears. Oh, stop that, Athena patted him awkwardly on the head. She should have been more proactive about it when she'd had the chance. This showed where holding out for true love got you. She thought about running away, but guards were posted at all the gates into town, and it was not as if she had anywhere to go.